Girl, I can do bad all by myself. I see she wearing a ring. I wonder if what she got is real. I'm just gonna do me. How about you just do you? Oh, I didn't even sign up for this. What is the state of your union? Another easy day. This is B-Notes. Hey, hey, and this is Ruby J all day. Let's, Let's talk, talk marriage. Welcome to this episode entitled Interdependence. And we're going to talk about the interdependency of women and men um, in marriage, but even outside of marriage. So you know what we do if you're next to your spouse, grab their hands and let's go to God in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we love you. We praise you. We bless your holy name. We pray first and foremost that you would forgive us of all sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, open up our hearts and our minds as we uh, dive into today's lesson. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The scripture for today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 11, which reads, However, in the Lord, neither is woman independent of man, nor is man independent of woman. Yeah. And in marriage, of course, you know, we, we know that, right, that we are one and we are dependent on each other. But in that interdependency, there are differences in personality, right, and upbringing and experiences. And so we bring all of that into the covenant of marriage. But we want to talk a little bit about what that looks like. Um, and so I'm going to start off B-Notes, if that's okay, just kind of giving a real life scenario. It actually happened this week for us. And uh, we were in church. And uh, just to give the backstory, my husband is a social dragonfly. Like he just goes around. He doesn't know a stranger. And he just, that's who he is. I, on the other hand, I'm not. Um, and it's not that I have an aversion to getting to know people. That's not it at all. It's just I'm I'm not I'm always um thinking about what maybe other people uh needing space or you know, I'm just not that person. I can be, right? So I certainly have people that, you know, I connect with and you know, all of that, um, and I warm up to, but he doesn't need time to warm up. And uh, so it was after church and we we're, you know, going around chatting with people and doing what he does. And we saw this woman um, and I think he spotted her first. She was, you know, very tall, elegant looking, regal, you know, just a really, you know, um, someone that would draw attention because her height, you know, was much higher than than many of the people in the sanctuary. So he decides to go up to her and I mean, we aren't the tallest people at all. Like we are kind of on the shorter side. And so he goes up to her, looks up and says, what do you say? Be notes. What do you say to this lady? I say, I heard that the weather up there is much warmer. Is that true? And there was like this silence. Crickets, people, just just crickets. And she looks at her friend and says, well, actually looks at B-Notes, like up and down, like he's short. 
right? And to her, from her perspective, we both were. And she says uh, to her friend, I don't know this individual. To which her friend says, I don't either. And they both just walk off. Now, for me, I was like, oh, man, like, this is just the worst. (laughs) But for Binos, he laughed and was like, man, she's too serious. And then he went right on to the next person. Hey, what's going on? You know, and I'm still in that moment because I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, did we offend her? What kind of upbringing did she have? Like, my mind's already gone down the path of maybe this height that we sort of um that we appreciate maybe it's been sort of a thorn in her side maybe it's been a struggle for her she doesn't see it as a positive thing and you know did we offend her and you know whereas he's just moved on and so it would be interesting again to see you know what our listeners think about that you know i'm sure there's different people who would agree with b notes it's like hey you know you can't take things too seriously you just kind of got to go and just talk to people but let's let's talk about what the word of god says about you know the 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 great commission right how do we right because you know we're all supposed to be trying to reach the lost well the only way you know people are lost if is if you make some sort of connection and that can be difficult. Um, and, and I certainly uh, would agree that it is not necessarily always the easiest thing to do, but we have to do our best in, in trying. And so that was really my, my way of trying to at least drum up some sort of conversation um, where uh, we could kind of discuss things and, and try to figure out, you know, where she is and and in, in her walk, where she is in life and, and how, you know, as Christians, I could be, you know, a, a service to to the Great Commission. And, you know, and even to add to that, I mean, going up to someone, because I've seen situations where you've actually gone up to someone and what it's turned out to be is that you've received a blessing in it. So it's not even necessarily always you going up to pour into someone else, but you going up with just being obedient, feeling that there's a need to go up to this person and whether it's you pouring into them or they are the ones that, you know, ultimately pour into you, you know, it, it happens. There's something that is gained from someone or maybe both. Yeah. Great, great point. Great point. You know, um, talking about interdependence, uh, the reason, one of the the reasons why we, we brought this topic up in addition to to what recently happened this week is um, Stephen Covey uh, has a book out and it's called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he says that we are born as dependents, but as we mature into adulthood, uh, we become independent. And so the goal, though, in life, the gold standard of adulthood is not that we remain independent, but Covey points out that human beings are interdependent by nature, which means that we need to establish mutually beneficial relationships to achieve an end goal that is greater than that achieved independently. And I don't really know um, of an interdependent relationship more than than marriage. And so, you know, Ruby J, you and I are uniquely different 
and uh, we both have our strong suits and we both have our weak points. And I think that, um, you know, we complement each other very well. Our differences complement each other very well. Yeah, you know, I would agree. Um, I think, though, you know, we've been married for 15 years and I can say early on in the marriage for me, because I had been living all my life with the sort of, I would call them inhibitions, the the thoughts of, okay, before I approach this person, you know, you know, maybe I should uh, be mindful of, you know, how they, they're going to receive this, or, you know, maybe I should look at their mannerisms and see if they're, you know, how I should approach, how I should tailor my message, you know, what if I offend them, you know, and then, you know, I was putting some of that on to be notes, like, Hey, babe, don't don't go up to her or don't go up to him. Like, what are you doing? Wait, sit down. And so with time, it's been, you know, wait a minute. Everybody, the Lord has blessed everybody with, you know, the Holy Spirit. And we all have to make sure that we're working every day to be sensitive to it. And so whatever the Holy Spirit is, you know, charging you with, telling you to do that day and in that moment, I shouldn't stifle that um, based upon my inhibitions and my um, hesitations. So I think in marriage is certainly something that I've learned over the years um, in being in this covenant with you being different. Yeah. And and you said it right. You know, being different because, you know, we, we aren't created the same, you know, we both have our strengths. Like I previously mentioned, we both have our weaknesses and we both have our areas, uh, what we would consider areas of opportunity. And, you know, it can be difficult just going up to to perfect strangers, you know, and and so I kind of treat it like a batting average. You know, I, I keep it moving and the more swings I get, the better I get at it. Then I think that there is a a misunderstanding uh, sometimes in the body of Christ that everyone who is in the church house is saved. And, and, and I, I don't I don't think that we hold that um, that philosophy. In, in fact, if we're in the church house, um, then, you know, we need to be doing our best to try and make sure that the people who are there are reached and are saved. Um, while we definitely need to be going outside of the church house as well, it's just kind of convenient that while we're also at the church, we may as well just kind of double check and make sure everyone there is saved. Yep. I, and, and, you know, church is like a hospital. It's not, it, it's built for people who are, that they're, they're sick in a, in, in their spiritual walk. Right. And, you know, there are different levels of sickness, um, different levels of uh, dysfunction, but certainly that exists in church. So just because someone is in church, you know, uh, religiously, no pun intended, um, doesn't mean that they don't have something that um, that that the Lord can use you to um, fill. Now, I will say that there needs to be a level of caution, um, especially, you know, as a male going up to females um, and, and vice versa, women going up to men, because you don't want to give the impression that it's something other than 
starting a general conversation um, that would lead to uh, a closer relationship with Christ. Yep. Well said. So that's really what we wanted to talk about as it relates to interdependency and the overall understanding of the different personalities that we have getting to know again, our spouse and the way that our spouse operates. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we want to talk about something that was in the headlines um, a few months back. Uh, and so we think it'll, it'll be relevant here. And it was Stephen Curry and his wife and his wife going on, what is it, Red Table yeah. Um, with yeah. uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and just some of the, the backlash that she got for some of the comments that she said. We're going to talk about that when we come back. So hang there with us. We want to take some time just to thank those who donated to this podcast thus far. Your generous gift really does matter. Together, as a State of Your Union, So You supporter, we can continue to offer trusted biblical principles today, tomorrow, and in the future. So thank you so much. And if you are listening and you want to know how to donate, there's a link in this podcast that will allow you to do just that. Also, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with others. We want to make sure that we get the word out there and we expand and extend our reach. Lastly, but not least, all the prayers that come in about this podcast, about marriages, we love that. As we continue to pray for you, please pray for us and just know that we love you. Continue to pray and fight the good fight. Stay blessed. All right, we are back. And so before the break, we were talking about the interdependency that the, the word of God talks about that um, exists between man and woman, and especially in a deeper level, uh, a spouse, spouses, right? Man right. and woman, wife, husband. Um, now we want to transition, though, our discussion to the incident of, you know, Stephen Curry, his wife going on the Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith and you know, people had been reaching out to us asking, you know, what do you think about what she said? What do you think about what she said? And to be honest, we hadn't even listened to it. So I couldn't even comment on it. I'd have people tell me kind of at a high level what she said. But, you know, just recently we went and found it on some social media and we listened. And so I think it'll be good to give a male's perspective and and a husband's perspective and a wife's perspective. Um do you want to start us off or, you know, um, the thing that I, I, I find uh, great about what she said was she said it in a place surrounded by safe people. She said it to her friend, albeit, you know, as a celebrity Everything happens to be caught on recordings and pictures and stuff these days, just with technology. But also she said it around safe people. Her friend and more importantly, her family, all the women from her family who also are like minded and they deal with the same kinds of things. So let's talk about what she said in case there are people out there like us that hadn't um, watched it. And, you know, we encourage you to, if you haven't, 
But basically, they were talking about being wives of basketball NBA players and just what that looks like and how they uh, work on not losing themselves. And one of the things that she mentioned was, you know, she noticed that women just always flock to their husbands and just, you know, they admire them. And, you know, so there's always a plethora of fans that uh, seem to appreciate her husband, to which she said, you know, she felt like it had been a while since she had experienced admiration from a, a, a man uh, outside of her husband. And um, and so she said, you know, she kind of missed that uh, that experience. Now, going on to what you said, I mean, I think that had she been in a room with family and friends, no recording, no, um, no expectation of going public, then maybe I would, uh, I would have been more behind what she said. So to me, it's not necessarily what she said as much as it's where she said it, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're publishing something, you're putting something out there that Honestly, I feel like that goes in the under the pillow talk category. So this is an example. Like, let's say. And this is not a true situation with you and I, but let's say I. Let's say there's a couple out there that decided that they. That when they got married their first experience together after they got married, sexual experience, um, wasn't what the wife thought it would be. Um, she was not as excited, whatever, as she thought it would be. And so sex for her was just lackluster with her husband. And so months go by, months go by, and it's the same thing, right? And let's say she goes... And tells this to her friends, her family in a safe place. And she publishes, you know what? It's, this, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It, it, it's not as fulfilling. That's pillow talk. So that's something that you should talk to your spouse about. And, you know, maybe she did that. But I think that it begins there. And if you feel like, you know, just overwhelmingly that you need to talk to someone else about it, I don't think it's something that you publicize because what happens now is there are, I like to call men on a prowl, like maybe a man that she sees on a regular basis uh, at the airport, for example, maybe a sky cap sees her, appreciates it, keeps it to himself because he respects her union with her husband. Now it's like, oh, I see her every week. I'm going to make sure I tell her, oh, she looking for love. I'm fixing to, to give her what she looking for. Like you're opening up a window for Satan to come kind of in. Pandora's box. Right. Yeah. So you're exposing your marriage. And, and I feel like that's dangerous. That's a yeah. dangerous thing to yeah. do. Great, great point. Great point. And, you know, we, we want to hear from you. Let us know what you think. Uh, you can email us at Roger. R-O-G-E-R-T-H-A-T-G-R-P at gmail.com. 
and let us hear what you think. We'd, we'd love to hear from you and get your feedback. Also, we're on Facebook. So look us up. Roger that management group, LLC. And we'd love to hear from you. Um, send us a message or, you know, look for us and share our posts on your page. Just just comment. We love to hear what you have to say about it. But but again, you know, I, I, I get it. Not wanting to lose yourself in your spouse and what they have going on. And so I think the ladies on that show did a good job of talking about the things that they have going on, the businesses that they have, some of the volunteer work that they're doing. So they're they're making sure that they're they're not losing themselves, but at the same time there's certain things that you just don't want to publicize. And I think that's one of them. So it's not about her what she said. It's about where she chose to, sh- who she she chose to share it with the world. The timing, the timing, yeah. No, not the yeah. time, not the timing. Because it was the being audience. required. The or, audience, yeah, recorded, yeah. right? Yeah, I so see definitely what you mean. not. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, publicizing what is really pillow talk. Yeah, yeah. You know that that reminds me of an incident that we experienced um, kind of early on in our marriage where. Um, you know, we, we had an incident where we were on vacation, uh, in the Hamptons and, Oh Lord, you know, I, um, I was, it was the time, it was the season for us where we were having children and, and just keeping children babysitting and everything for other people. And it was just a time of babies for us. And in my mind, that meant that everyone was having a baby in the whole world and and everyone was at was the same season. Yeah, it was at the in that season. And we went to the Hamptons and bumped into someone trying to make conversation and um ran into a, a stranger, female, and um congratulated her on being pregnant. Uh she wasn't pregnant, y'all. Yeah, that was that was that was the bad news. She was not pregnant. And uh so that was the bad news for me. And so it, trying to reach people and bond people, it, it it can be a strike uh out sometimes. But like I mentioned, it's a batting average, you gotta get your batting <laughs> average up. And so, you know, you just keep trying, you keep plugging away and uh and doing what you can. And this this lady was uh, a good sport. Honestly, she laughed about it. I mean, it could have gone south really bad. Um, but I think, you know, it's so interesting. You know, there are things that I think that men understand not to bring up with a woman. And I think B-Notes gets that now. That's definitely in the category whether, you know, a woman could be pregnant with triplets. And it's obvious that she's pregnant. You don't bring that up unless she does. Yeah, that that was a, a lesson learned early on in the marriage. Absolutely. Or, you know, you don't really comment on a woman's hair. Like, you, you just don't do that. That's yeah. just, yeah. you know, you leave that to her, her spouse, her daddy. Yeah, yeah. And so there are certain things now that uh, we have learned. And by we, I mean me, have learned that are off limits. And... Uh, because one, it could be a delicate situation, but two, again, you don't want to send the wrong message that you are appreciating um, someone in the wrong way in an appropriate manner. Right. 
Yeah. So good. So I think we both have been, and me especially, learning from him as he continues to uh, reach out to people. And he never gets um, to the point where, like, his skin is just so thick. So, you know, no um, interaction is going to make him stop approaching people. And I, I love that about him. And so it's something that I'm I'm certainly working on. Um, yeah, so I, I would encourage, again, you guys to reach out and let us know your experiences. You know, what are you doing to, to reach other people? What are you doing to expand the following of, of Jesus Christ? Like, what are you doing specifically? Um, any any tips, any, any um, scenarios that you want to share with us? We would love to share on, on the podcast and just give people an idea of, you know, remembering one that this is what the Great Commission is. So sometimes we can get distracted and all the things that go on in our lives and forget the fact that we're supposed to be connecting with people so we can make sure that they are straight, that their souls are in line, that they understand that they've given their hearts over to Jesus Christ. So um, reach out to us, let us know. Um, and also just let us know if there's any specific topics that you guys want to hear in the future. We're always open to that. Um, that's kind of how this uh, whole Stephen Curry um, and his wife and this story came about because someone reached out to us. So, you know, please do that. Um, and we will certainly consider all topic, uh, suggestions on, on the episodes, um, to come. So with that being said, we want to just encourage you to continue to fight for your marriage, continue to love on your spouse Date your spouse and understand that you're on the same team. Don't let Satan trick you into thinking that the fight is between you and your spouse because it isn't. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse one. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. All right. So with that, we're going to leave you. And we'll see you next time. Be blessed.